RPG lessons learned. When the game is over, when your players are gone, that's when lessons are learned. We are at RPG LL Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, RPGLLPodcast at gmail.com, and check us out online at RPGLessonsLearned.com. Hi, welcome to RPG Lessons Learned, the show where you can learn from our mistakes. With me, as usual, is Brian. Hey, Dusty, how's it going? Brian, I'm doing great. And we're listening to another episode of our Vampire the Masquerade 1997 Introductory Kit slash Quick Start campaign. You recorded this in 1997? <laughs> um, I wish that technology, well, sure, it existed, but I wasn't aware of it. Uh, no, 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 the Quick Start is from 1997. Oh, okay. The rules are from 1997. That makes more sense, And in fact, it? the game takes place in 1997. My, uh... My nice way of getting around the fact that smartphones solve too many problems. Yeah, that in, makes in, sense. In a modern campaign. Yeah, I, I can remember 97 really well, and I was lost all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can remember the early 2000s very well, and I would print up documents or print up directions from MapQuest. God. Yes. That, was, that seems so foreign now. It does. Anyway, uh, so last episode, the fellas just finished killing their first rival vampire as part of a blood hunt. And uh, we're about to break into the aftermath of, of that killing. Cool. Let's go ahead and listen. You have killed a fledgling vampire and two of his three ghouls. I, yeah. So um, I'll pull one over to him and like squeeze some blood out of the arm or something into his mouth. Or when you yeah. say pull one over, mm. the fledgling... Vampire or one of the ghouls. You know that vampire blood here is pretty good quality. I'm more bang for your buck. That, that's not me dropping a hint. That's me honestly asking you. I don't know if you feed off of vampires if you're a vampire because the whole deal is you don't kill. You're other unconscious. Vampires. Yeah, you don't know what's going on. I, I have no idea. On. You're in torpor. You hear a voice. <laughs> I ignore the voice. I'm just asking. There's three bodies. Uh, Which would you do? I'd say I'd probably do one of the ghouls since they're, they're more human. We know that we know they're at least still alive. All right, you wake up feeding, and you are at frenzied. So you go nuts and you drain this thing. It's been bleeding. I mean, it was it was dying and has been bleeding out. Yeah. So you know what? I'm actually going to roll a d6 for how many blood levels you got off of it. Ooh, five. Mm. So it was it was halfway. That makes sense. You uh you get five blood levels back. Okay. You don't want to spend like all of those to heal back up. Go ahead and make me a psychic roll. Two. The blood from the lady that you bit was great. The blood from the homeless guy was great. I mean, like the most filling meal you've ever had in your life. There's just a little hint of something in the school's blood. Uh Just a hint that is completely delectable. Like, in a way that you just cannot get enough of. You drain this body, this dead body, dry. In fact, part of you might be horrified in the back of your mind at what you're doing. Like, you're draining a corpse dry of blood. Not something that you would have done, you know, three short weeks ago. But you can't get enough. You absolutely cannot get enough. I'd I'd say between three ghouls and five... Well, one got away. And you need to heal two. Well... So are you also going to partake? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm not doing great myself. All right. Uh, the ghoul and the fledgling? Uh, ghoul. The ghoul? Yeah, All right. 
Uh, same thing. This is just a little bit better quality. There's just something about this blood that's nicer. Mm -hmm. And you get four okay. because that corpse has been sitting for just a little bit longer okay. and bleeding for a little bit longer. So you, you manage to salvage four blood out of it. Okay, then we'll do this. So what I'll do is I'll spin enough to get me back into light damage so I can have my dice rolls. However, that does put me at hungry. You aren't hungry? There okay. sure is a fudging right there with a lot of blood. Hungry's good to know. Hmm. Do try, you... try the fledgling. Let's see right. I, have one. I don't know what I'm doing. Let's see what happens. All right. Let me see something important with fledgling. Five blood levels. Okay. It's full blood. It's great. Do you drain the fledgling? Sure. Oh, my God. This blood's amazing. This blood is incredible. The, the hint of something that you were getting from the ghoul mm -hmm. is coming through full strength with the fledgling. We're delicious. <laughs> I'm hungry too, so we need to go get a homeless dude. How quickly we get used to this. Oh, can we track the ghoul down by his blood trail? Can we? There's something I want to do first. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Get an ink pen ready, because this is not something that you're going to erase. With taking five levels of this fledgling's blood, you actually acquire a discipline. Hooray! That's good, right? Yep. Hooray! I'm so, so jealous right now. We'll murder someone else, don't worry. You get two disciplines. Hooray! I want you to check basic presence and basic potence. Very potent. Cool. Do you ever lose those? Oh, this in pen. So. It's in pen. Once you check that box, you do not oh, lose nice. it. I also want you to go to the back of your character sheet. And you can do this in pencil. For aptitude, mm -hmm. you now have an aptitude for combat. Cool, cool, cool. Which means you have plus one dice to one combat action per turn. Oh, nice. Okay. So you can write that as your aptitude. You have a new advantage, which is blood rage. You um, can spend good. a dot of blood to ignore pain when attacking enemies in melee, to, to ignore the penalty. Oh, I'm getting his stuff. Cool, 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 cool. Does he still get his health decreased? Yeah, he can still do all that. Okay, but it oh, doesn't, but it ignores the dice He's, he's also getting his, yeah, yeah, you have your act, your aptitude, your advantage, and your weakness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go back and put it in the proper place in just a bit. You also gain a weakness. Oh, well, I, I don't drink that much. <laughs> Resisting Frenzy mm -hmm. is now one DC harder. One difficulty class harder. Resisting Frenzy is now a DC 5 for you. Mm. Do you take his head? Absolutely. We've got to put it in the double bag. All right. I, mean, take, I would take it here as well. Just Old West style. Fair enough. Yes. So, important question. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it's probably 2 or 3 in the morning. Uh-huh. Dawn's approaching. Mm -hmm. Do you go ahead and get back to the sanctuary and report back into Jack, or do you try to track down the ghoul? Well, I mean, we've just made a whole bunch of noise in the middle of a... We should park. leave. Yeah, we yeah. yeah. We should leave. It would be great to track down that ghoul, and maybe there would be other fledglings. With I'm them sure the that, candelabra or whoever will take right. care of it. All right. Back to Jack. Yeah, I get to do the voice. All right. Your pain is delicious. Talk me through showing up the sanctuary and, and giving Jack the head. Ooh, ooh, we come, he's playing pool, we Drop the duffel bag on the pool table. Oh man! There's a this towel. Will, will we There's do a towel. 
We do it like away from the like they're they're kind of at the top. Which is, he snatches I consider it. it. This felt's expensive. There's a towel. All right, step back here. He opens it up. Is it the wrong pledge? <laughs> it's not. He opens it up and he's like, "Whoops, ah, Peter." All right, let's take you for a meeting with the prince. Real quick, do you have any more blood? Any more bottles or anything like that? No. I'm a little hungry. Are you actually in hungry? Yeah. In order to heal up. Lesson learned. Why don't you stop for a bite on the way? We'll do that. So, uh, do you have any other fledglings Go we need to take care of? Hunting roll. Do what? So, do you have any other mistakes we need to fix for you? No more blood hunts have been called. I want to be clear. Just because you're first night, knowing what you are, you killed another vampire, to use your word. You killed a kindred. Don't think this means you can go around killing kindred. I want to emphasize what I said earlier. A blood hunt had been called on Peter. Peter had been sentenced to death. This isn't us turning in a random bounty. This is us turning in a very purposeful bounty. Is there any way to get on that mailing list? When I bring you before the prince, you need to act like you know what's up. You know you're a kindred. You had a sire. You're not some fledgling. You've been around the block. You're a neonate. You've graduated from your sire's care. And now you've come to this prince's domain. So we're lying to the prince? We're from out of town. You don't have to. You could die. You can be honest with him. Yeah. It's not a good look. But I've made that clear. Yeah. This is me putting my neck out for you guys. (laughs) I'm lying right along with you. Okay, Jack. So are we ready? Yeah. Let's stop and get something to eat. All right. Make your hunting roll. Uh... It was downtown was what I wanted, and I guess I got a success. All right, how many do you take? Uh, just one. I wanna, I wanna take. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll have to take ten blood levels, I guess, from the human that I find. Why didn't you take ten? Yeah, you totally down. Uh, where are you at? Yeah. Yeah. So like my health. Was all the way down to Torb, okay. but my blood is now all the way up to Hungry. So I need to get all the way. I need to get back into that, right? But you didn't heal earlier from the blood drink. I just did. Okay. Yeah. And that's why I have one light, but uh, I have. I'm all the way into Hungry, so maybe I could just take like four. I was gonna say just if you take, at least be in. You know, if you hungry. take five, you hospitalize that human. If you take four, that human's really sick for like a week. Let me take three. So okay. they're sick for like. Oh, one, one or two is like pretty harmless. Okay, I'll take two then. But I mean, three. I'm I'm not saying don't take three. I'm I'll, just telling you. I want to do one three. or two is harmless. Three. You do three. I want to do three. All right. They're gonna feel woozy for a couple of days, but it's all right. Yeah. And then I'm gonna spend one by healing up all the way. So I'm still hungry, but I'm okay. So he brings you before the prince. The prince is a guy named Aaron, 
and Jack's probably explaining that along the way. I'm not going to do the voice and explain it all in character. Oh, it's his whole thing I can see your Aaron look, Edward. Earlier, right? What does Aaron want earlier? Yes, what does Aaron want exactly? Aaron, the prince is super well-dressed. Does he wear a lot of purple? No. He is super well-dressed in like a three-piece gray suit. Mm-hmm. He's a very, very handsome black man. I'm almost thinking like Idris Elba in the Pacific Rim scenes when he's like in a suit for the evaluation stuff. Right. That level of nicely dressed. You have to look this up. I haven't seen Pacific Rim. Okay. I forgot Nathan doesn't watch movies. So the prince is dealing with some business and he deigns to take notice of Jack. Jack, he says. What business do you have with me today? And Jack introduces you guys, and he's like, go ahead. Hi. Your Highness. Did Jack explain the protocol to us? Sure, do your Highness to, works. Do we have to curtsy? You do not have to curtsy, but... but we uh, do have to bow. Inclining, inclining your head would certainly be nice. Got it. Okay. Show, show some respect. Be respectful. Be nice. Don't be too formal. Don't be nervous. Act like you've done right. this before. Exactly. I got you. It's like, it's like talking to a VP at work. Just be confident. Be deferential, but be confident. Don't feel like you can never, ever correct them. But also, right. you know, if they insist that they're right, probably don't argue. It's just like that. Good career advice. So which of you is doing the talking? Me. Yep, absolutely. Your Highness, we've solved your Bruja problem. Pull it out of the bag. Ah, yes. Peter. Yes. Well, call a halt to the blood hunt. He turns around. And when he does that, a woman steps out of the shadows, and she's missing the lower half of her face. And her tongue is just lolling out of her head. Nice. Middle. And she says, you can tell in this horrible, hissing, sibilant voice, she says, yes, sir. And you have no idea how she managed that without a jaw, Hmm. other than a lot of practice. I stuck on his foot because I know he's going to say something. But she is horrifying looking. Pale, pasty skin, long ears, absolutely horrific visage. Just horrifying looking. Poker face. Poker face? Okay. Absolutely. Looking away, looking to the side. Well, to who do I owe the honor of resolving our Peter situation? I'm Eduardo. Well, Eduardo, how long have you been in my domain? We're visiting our good friend Jack, and we happened upon the blood hunt, and with the blood hunt we realized that maybe we could use this as an introduction to you. So why didn't you come by to introduce yourselves earlier, as is our tradition? Well, we got into Jack's as soon as we got into town to see our good friend to find out where you were. And then he told us of the blood hunt, and we decided to go bring you a present. Bring you a present. The court does move around. What clan do you claim? We are caitiff neonates. Which one's neonate again? So neonates means that you have graduated from fledgling. You no longer need a sire. Okay. Caitiff. And caitiff means you're clanless. Clanless, but not thin blood. No, absolutely not. Well. Welcome to the Queen City. Beautiful city it is. One moment. And he he says, Candace, come over here. And a woman approaches. She's uh, 
heavy set in like a solid way, like you would not want to get into a fight with this lady. Wearing a do rag to kind of hold her hair back. Her hair is a little unkept, like it's not at the top of her priority list. All in all, this is a woman more built to intimidate and take action. Like nothing about her is calculated to make her look a certain way. Everything is all about being super duper practical. And he says, This is Candace, the primogen of the Bruja. Candace, these are the caitiff that have solved your fledgling problem. So you are meeting the primogen, the head of the clan in this city. Matriarch. The matriarch, in this case, matriarch, the, the the head of this clan who's fledgling that you just killed. How do you play this meeting? On the one hand, you've just killed a member of her clan. On the other hand, the prince is, is phrasing it like you solved a problem for her. So how do you play, you turn to her, what expression do you make, what, what do you say? Happy to help. It's a pleasure to meet you. All right, she, so she, you play it well. She reaches out and she shakes your hand. It's a damn terrible thing to kill a fledgling, but he never should have been created. His sire's been taken care of as well, Your Majesty. And she bows her head slightly to the prince. You've done it. The prince welcomes you again. He dismisses you, basically by ignoring you and attending other business. And as soon as Jack can, he gives you a surreptitious thumbs up. But like from a badass biker, that sounds amazing. Like it's a like, very literally universal. like Lorenzo Lama is sim- simply like looking at you and just going like thumbs up. Like that would just be amazing. That would make my day. <sighs> my man crush girls. Hmm. That's the end of your first session of Empire of the Masquerade. So Brian, what'd you think? So I, you know, listening to this, it's a little different because a lot of th- typically in the past we've talked about our own games. So I'm trying to approach this more in the sense of I want to understand how vampires works. So what I'm hearing here is you're showing again more how the feeding mechanic works, and also I'm getting exposition from Jack basically. So and some role play with Aaron and Candace and, and, and the Primogens. But let's talk about the feeding. Let's talk about Diablery. I love that word. Diablery is a great word, isn't it? It's 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 phenomenal. There are games with words that are fun to say, but for all the wrong reasons, like L5R and the infamous... Oh, no. Yeah, we don't have to say it. We don't have to say it. So, but then there are games like, like Vampire with Camarilla and Sabat and... Diablery, frankly, and they're they're just great words. They're awesome words. They're fun to say. Yeah, and I'm I'm over here fighting myself keep to keep from laughing about the L five R word. Vampire doesn't have that problem. So that word Diablery, Brian, that that's a huge taboo in vampire society. It's a way a vampire can totally drain another vampire and take all of their powers. It basically turns vampires into you know immortals from Highlander. It's it's also it's cannibalism. Yes, and it's cannibalism. It's as abhorrent to vampires as cannibalism would be to us. But Brian, we're st- so we're going to get into a little bit this episode and, and even more next episode. What is my campaign fundamentally asking? Brian, here's, what my, here, here's one of the questions my campaign fundamentally asks. In a world where vampires exist, 
and Diablery lets you take all the power of the vampire you killed, why on earth wouldn't there be Diablerists absolutely everywhere? I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I don't want to sound terrible, but I mean, most of the vampires are probably not the most moral of creatures already. So, like, you know, why wouldn't it exist? Yep. Like in human society, well, I mean, actually, human society, if that were the case, if you could eat another person and become immortal, our society would have developed differently and it probably would be less taboo. Yeah. So, one thing, cannibalism exists. Yeah. It's, it's a real thing. Yes. Um, fact number one, not fact, supposition, supposition number two is. You're right. If eating someone really did give you all of their abilities, like flatworm learning, mm, I think society would be very different and very scary. Yeah. Like, like, any, anyway, if you make that real, if you make that concept, quote unquote, real in your game, I think that's going to have real world consequences. Well, in game consequences that I really wanted to explore. So I wanted to make Diablery sort of a central part of the campaign. And to do that, I made the characters that, that, you know, Edward and Zepp, a little bit different from the other vampires around them. Uh, and I wanted to ask two fundamental questions. The first fundamental question is, why wouldn't there just be constant diablery in a world where you got all their powers? Yeah, I mean, that makes perfect sense. I mean, there is just something that is un unique and fundamental to the uh, mechanics of this game that would, and you know, invariably lead you to that question ultimately so now i should clarify diablery exists in the lore of the quick start it exists in the lore of vampire and probably in the full rules there are some mechanics for it but for this quick start i actually came up with the mechanics for diablery myself oh okay so those mechanics you heard number one they're my own mechanics number two they're going to sound different every time going forward the guys diablerize another vampire because I tweaked the mechanics over and over and over again as the campaign progressed. That makes sense. You made it up. You have to uh, playtest it. Yeah, and I had to change it, tweak it, adjust it. One other point I want to make is that I tried to cram a lot into to, to this entire session, right? The last four episodes that we've listened to have been one session. There's been a fair amount of role play. There was a bit of combat. There were some new rules for Diablery. There's introducing the characters. So, listener, dear listener, Think of the last four sessions that you've listened to, the last four episodes that you've listened to, as one play session because it was. I really wanted a lot of variety in that first session. I wanted a couple of good role play scenes, and we just finished out a role play scene. I wanted, I wanted to get all that stuff in there and really give the guys a flavor for everything that this campaign was going to be going forward in the first session. It's like the introductory paragraph to an essay. It's like... You know, a fractal where the first session mirrors the overall campaign. Like that's what I was going for. And hopefully hopefully I achieved it. All right. More next week. Next week, Brian, I really wanna we'll drop some major spoilers next week, but I wanna talk about the fundamental question my campaign is asking. Campaigns should ask questions of the players and let the players answer them. And I'm asking a huge question in these five sessions. And we'll get into that next week. Cool. We'll see you then. People call them postmortems, evaluations, appraisals, reviews, retrospectives. We call them lessons learned. And we're sharing ours with you. <laughs>